This podcast is proudly brought to you by Sky Racing and Ingress, number one in its field. It's hard to believe John Caldo has turned 50 years of age. The champion Victorian race driver won his first race at Mildura in 1987 and he looks little different 32 years on. That Mildura win on a pacer called Tarleton Kid was the first of a career tally of 3,700, which includes 20 Group 1s. He's driven more than 100 winners in a season 20 times and he's been able to achieve all of this in an era dominated by two remarkable drivers, Gavin Lang and Chris Alford, who've accumulated more than 11,000 career wins between them. John is a son of Jack Caldo, who died in 2001. Jack was a highly regarded trainer in his own era, and to this day, John and his wife Marie train out of the Melton Training Complex established by Jack all those years ago. Right through the 1990s, John Caldo was one of Australia's busiest race drivers. Many stables utilised his services and he would drive huge distances to race meetings all over Victoria, often fulfilling commitments at two meetings, day and night. He's been a pretty busy boy and he still is, but he's found time to talk to us on the podcast. John Caldo, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you, Tabby. Good to be here. Well, Jono, for 22 years, your wife Marie has been a trainer in her own right, and that's allowed you to get away to all of these race meetings. Yeah, that's for sure, um, Tapia. It's um, certainly a combined effort. Without Marie, there's no way I would have been able to do all this. Um, yeah, she's certainly been the rock. Uh, she's um, she's looked after the stables. I'm always here every morning till, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock and normally got trots and, and uh, yeah, she always looks after the place and um, away I go. And she has done a pretty good job in her own right too, John, in those 22 years. She's re- trained more than 800 winners, a number of them at Group 1 level. Yeah, absolutely. Look, yeah, we've had a lot of great horses go through the stable and, uh, yeah, obviously Nola Ram was probably the pick of them. But, um, yeah, yeah, we've, we've really had a... Really pretty good association, really. We get on really well. We worked good together and um, it's just it's just snowballed from there. And you're working about 20 horses at the moment? Oh, we've, we've slowed down a bit now, Tabby. I'm getting a little bit older. Uh, yeah. <laughs> always used to work around 20 to 25, but now we just like to work around 12 to 15 now. We've just sort of cut back a little bit. And, um, yeah, as I said, I still, still concentrate a lot on my driving. So, um, yeah, we just sort of slow down a little bit. Well, you're in great form, mate, I've got to say. You've driven six winners in the last 36 hours. Uh, you drove five at Shepparton on Friday night from eight drives, another one at Melton on Saturday night, and it was the Shepparton card. Everything went right. It did. It was one of those one of those nights where I, um, I went through my drives and I... I, I I did have a good book of drives. I was pretty happy with them, but um, you know, in saying that, you know, you're, you're always happy if you can get one, maybe two winners. But um, yeah, things just things just seemed to just work out. Everything was well. I so said I was only on one favourite, but five and one, and um, but I was. They were all just uh, things just just clicked for for no uncertain reason. You you don't do anything different. Uh, you, you go out there and do what you got to do, but um, it all just worked out couple of trotters amongst them. Um, 
Jackson Square, which won a Group 3, in fact, the Shepparton Trotters Cup, and one that Marie trains, Messiah. Yes, Messiah won. He, he, he's, he's a lovely trotter. He's sort of, he was good two- and three-year-old, but um, I think he's starting to get a bit stronger now. I really mm. like him. He's... Um, He's won three out of his last four now and starting to go really good. So, um, and him, and then of course we had Andover son, our two-year-old trotter. He won the um, the other main race, so so that was really good. John, he that was only his second start. I thought he went very well first up at Maryborough, and yeah. then the other night out of the mobile, he just flew the gate, and that was it. And he's bomb-proof, isn't he? he? Just looks like you couldn't get him out of a trot. Beautiful horse, Tappy. He's a lovely two-year-old. He's been a lovely yearling all the way through. And um, he actually, I I broke my collarbone on him just before Christmas. Mm. I was, um, I was um, just just jogging around and he just got a fright and it really wasn't even his fault. But um, we have two tracks. We have a 900-metre track and an 850 track inside it. And he just shied and, and got me into the middle of the, the jog track and tipped me and of course, I loved him. He's a beautiful horse, so I held on to him. And people have said, "Why'd you hold on to him?" And yeah, well, now they know why I held on to him. But yeah. I have got seven screws in my collarbone, and <laughs> I was out for, oh. out for eight weeks. But that's why I held on to him. Yeah, he owes you a few. <laughs> he does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. John, just I'm going. Sure he will pay me. Yeah. Just going to Melton on Saturday night. I just happened to catch a race in which you drove a horse called Maxine's Delight. Uh, had to go back to last. No yep. clear run at all up the straight and looked very strong on the line. I'm I'm talking from a future viewpoint for our punting friends. Maxine's yeah. delight. Yeah, absolutely, Tabby. She went really well. She's actually got stronger. Gary Hoban trains her and, um, yeah, it was a strong field. Um, she drew wide, so we went back and, uh, as you said, we got up the straight really good and, and um, yeah, we're really pleased. Said to Gary, he's, she's um, she's coming a long way and she's getting a lot stronger. So she's certainly one to follow, that's for sure. Yeah, be winning a race shortly and capable of a Saturday night race, obviously. Absolutely, down the track for sure, yeah. You were only 13 years old when your brother Peter lost his life in a road accident on the way to Mildura Trots. He was eight years older than you, John, and he was already well established as a race driver. And I think it's fair to say he was your role model at that time. Oh, absolutely, Tappy. He's um, yeah. It was just when I was, I was, I was only young, and um, I used to just follow him everywhere. I just, just looked up to. Him. He was just my idol. Uh, yeah, I just loved being with Peter, and then. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure looking back now, I was probably a pain to him because I just followed him wherever he went. But, um, <laughs> you, yeah. You were like a foal at foot. <laughs> well, I pretty much was, yeah. Yeah, I just sort of loved him. I just sort of went, he, just whatever he did, I wanted to do. And, uh, yeah, it was a real shock of um, really devastating time for us. And, mm. uh, yeah, something look back to him, just, it's just one of those things, I guess, not much can we do about it. Mm. Well, your dad, Jack, was seriously injured in that same accident and he was unable to train horses for a long time. But he was there in a supervisory capacity, and you could consult him at any time. But really, from age 13, you were mm. technically training the Caldo horses. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was, I, um, I was only 13, and it was just complete shock. And, well, Dad was in and out of the hospital for the first 12 months, and uh, and we, we had – 
would would have thought we would have been working around 20 horses at the time. So, um, and something I love to do. I love the horses. I love being with them. Um, and uh, yeah, so we got um, I got permission from the government to to leave school at 13 to to work on the farm. We had 250 acres as well. We had a lot of lot, lot of land at Ichika, and uh, there was a lot of work to be done. And uh, yeah, looking back now, it's amazing how it's got done. But obviously, you just, you just get through it. And uh, I had obviously had a lot of help. A lot of people, great people, Randy Chigger, always helping me. And um, so, um, yeah, a lot of support. It was a massive job, wasn't it, for a 13-year-old? I mean, overnight, you became mm. the man of the house. Yeah, I did, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I really didn't, I didn't know how to put a shoe on. I didn't know how to do all that sort of stuff. I was too young. Mm. I was probably too small as well. But um, mm. it's something, um, yeah, you just got to do it. You have to do it, and I did it. And um, looking back now, I'm really proud of how the achievements we've really done. You know, to, to be able to do that, and uh, you know, without the help, I had a lot of help. I, Russell Thompson was one who came to mind straight away. He was just mm. he's a great guy, and um, he really looked after me and, and helped me whenever I needed it. And yeah, obviously it was a lot a lot more support, but um, yeah, it was, it was um, pretty hard to do. Yeah. You were sending horses to the races under your dad's name, obviously, and Ted Demler was doing a lot of the driving for you at that time. That's right, Ted. Ted was Ted was my driver. He, he drove. Um, he was the first winner for me. Um, it was one night at Wangaratta, and um, yeah, Reno Special was the mare. And uh, she, well, I thought she was going really good, good, but I was just a kid, so I really didn't know. And <laughs> and uh, but Teddy was Teddy was someone I just loved. I loved watching him drive, and I loved him. And uh, mm. yeah, so it was great for Teddy to to drive me. I was wrapped. I just couldn't believe I could just give him the reins, but. Mm. Um, um, and he won on it, and um, yeah, I was, I was so wrapped. I was just, um, yeah, you look back at the photos now, and <laughs> yeah, I was only a small little kid, and Teddy would have probably thought, you know, what, what's going on, but um, mm. yeah, it was really good, it was special, yeah. You got pretty keen pretty quickly, and you were quick to accept that drive at Mildura on Tarleton Kid. And when you came off the track after that win, you thought you were Ted Demler. Well, I was up and about. That's for sure. I couldn't remember when I when I turned sixteen to get my license. I know um, in those days you had to have fifteen drives. I think it was, and I um, I did that in a week. I, I went to every trials in everywhere I could go yeah. to get my license. And uh, yeah, it was my third drive. It was my second meeting, and uh, mm. it was just yeah, it was it was unreal. So it was something that um, yeah, you, you always look back and it's pretty special. Your first Metro win at Mooney Valley was on Roses and Rain, trained by Brian Owens, and you beat another great driver that night in Brian Gath. Again, yeah, look, um, Rose, she was a really good mare too, and um, and Brian Owens was a great trainer as well. And, uh, yeah, like, to be, all of a sudden I was mixing it with, um, well, whilst Teddy was driving for me, but and and Big Ath, he, he, they were just they were just great great drivers, great people, and mm. um, yeah, I was I was amongst it at, at such a young age, and um, yeah, really did toughen me up. That's for sure, Taffy. <laughs> just a few days before that Mooney Valley win, you were at a Maryborough meeting, and you very cheekily and audaciously introduced yourself to a pretty little girl wearing school uniform, and she's still with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Look, 
um, yeah, I met Marie. <laughs> yeah, she was still at school, and um, yeah, she was still in the school dress. It was pretty funny at the time. Now you look back, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look, we've been together for like, thirty-two years. Happy we've been. Yeah, we've just, just obviously, just great mates. It's just something that just clicked. Um, yeah, we, we we got we got married in 90, 1990, but we would have got married earlier. It was only that Marie was obviously too young. She wanted to get, I think she wanted to be twenty one when she got when we got married, and we sort of waited. Otherwise, it was it was just something it was meant to be. We just um, just clicked straight away, and and uh, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> I know you're great, mate. You really are. You're the Fred and Ginger of Victorian harness racing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's, it's something that's uh, really good. You know, we just get on really well, and yeah, we know each well. We know each other so well. <laughs> you won the Australian Junior Drivers Championship twice in Perth and New Zealand, and mm. it's been a wonderful journey ever since. And let's just touch on the highlights a little later. But firstly, tell me about those hectic days of the nineteen nineties when you'd often drive at two meetings. In a twelve-hour time span, you must wonder how the hell you did it. Well, there, if, that's right. And at the time, we, we were living in Yuchuka as well, so um, normally you would be doing Mooney Valley twice a week, Geelong, which is it was always good two two and a half hour trips. And we we're, were still working horses as well. And um, the double meetings, you, you you could you could end up at like at Miraburra during the day and at Cranbourne at night, and turn around and drive back to Yuchuka. Mm. just doing it all in one day and, and that was two or three times a week it was something that um yeah was on the road a lot um yeah uh, but obviously i loved it loved doing it and you know we were going really well as well going really well so so the winners were there and, mm. um but it was really tough we, we ended up having to leave you chicken for that reason it was just i just got too hard i was just doing yeah I was just on the road for too long, and um, and then we moved down to Melton. So, but that was the main reason. Otherwise, Chuka was a lovely place, but mm. it just—I was just doing too many cases. Yeah, you got to drive the Great Golden Rain three times. This horse won twenty-eight from sixty-two for one point two million, including the nineteen ninety-five Inter Dominion in Christchurch with Chris Alford in the bike. You won a Cranbourne Cup on him. In 1997, I think it was a stand start, and he was handicapped a long way back. That's right. I gave him 50 metres in the Cranbourne Cup. Um, yeah, he he was a great horse. I, I said I've drove, only drove him three times in my races, but I I did um, always get down to Nolan James a fair bit in those times because that's about they were, they had a lot of great horses, and and I was the second second driver when Chris couldn't drive them. So I I did drive Golden Rain a fair bit in track work as well, and. Um, but um, yeah, to be able to win the Cranberry Cup, it was it was great. He was a great horse. He was so tough. He was he, he was strong. And, um, it just his will to win was amazing. Yeah. In the mid nineteen nineties, you got to drive one of the most brilliant juvenile fillies of her generation, Taylor Made Lombo, who finished up winning forty nine races. Mm. You won six on her, John, altogether. Five of mm. them as a two year old. Uh, trainers Jane Davies and Noel Alexander had an embarrassment of riches at that time of juveniles. Yeah, I was really lucky that um, Chris actually picked the picked the he had the pick of the the, the Phillies obviously, and um, and he went the other way, and I got the drive on Taylor Made Lombo, and um, mm. and obviously it clicked, and we won, and and Noel was keen for me just to stay on for that 
because she was still learning. She was, you, you could tell she was such a great horse, but she was so immature. And, and um, a couple of times she went to Harold Park and, and, and sort of jumped out of a gear coming off the back mm. in that corners. And so I was sort of lucky enough. She was a great mare, beautiful and um, really good. And, yeah, I was just lucky at, at that time that Chris went the other way and I, I got the drive. Another wonderful mare was Nola Rama. She had 50 starts, 21 wins, many of them at Mooney Valley. Now, John, she had several episodes of atrial fibrillation or heart arrhythmia, and in yep. the end it was the finish of her. It was, Tabby. It was, she, Nola, Nola would have been, well, she was the one, probably the best one for Marie and I to, to be associated with. Mm. She was a great mare. She had such high speed. She took us to the, our first into the minions, and um, as I said, she just um, – she would sit. She could give them two or three lengths on the corner, and her high speed was enormous. She, she, she'd just run them down, and she was so good. So, um, yeah, in the end, the Ladyship Mile was was her last run. She, she had the actual fibrillation, and um, so we retired her. But um, yeah, great mare. Another all-time favourite for you and Marie was the wonderful Mesmerising. Now let's go back to the beginning. You bought her at the Sydney APG sale. For fourteen thousand dollars, did she show ability right from the get-go? Yes, she did. She was. Gee, she's been a great horse to us. She, she just, she, uh, she's won everything. As a two-year-old, she went to when they used to have the races at Bulleye. Mm. She, she, she won the heat of that. I think she ran second or third in the final. And um, but all every year, she was just a great mare. She's she showed us shows ability all the way through. She's beautiful to get along with. Um, yeah, and she just kept winning for us, Tappy. She was a great man. Yeah. And obviously now she's just um, – her offspring has been enormous. Yeah. Well, she's her, – her racetrack achievements have been exceeded uh, by her deeds in the breeding barn, but she's had a glut of cults. She has. We've um, – we're just hoping we can get a filly so we can just keep breeding on. Um, at some stage, um, we kept going back to Art Major because we just, I would just love to get an Art Major filly out of her, but she just keeps producing cults and um, they just keep winning though, <laughs> which is well, great. But um, yeah, but she's um, she's a beautiful mare and um, yes, so hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully we can get a get, get a filly out so, so we can just keep keep the keep it going. Yeah, yeah. she's in foal, isn't she, right now to American Ideal? So you yes. have the fingers crossed. Yeah, I'd love it. Would just be awesome if I can get American Ideal Philly. Just as I said, just so we can keep keep it going. Because uh, mm. yeah, she's just a great horse. One of her foals was Massini, who got right to top grade. He won seven hundred and eleven thousand. Uh, Madiba has won ten races. Messiah, a trotter, was one of your five winners at Shepparton on Friday yep. night. Meserati has won a couple, and you've got an unraced two-year-old there, haven't you? That's right, yeah, yeah, Mustang, mm-hmm. his name is. Yeah, Marie loves naming him, and um, yeah, she's named this one Mustang. But, um, yeah, I think uh, Meserati, well, he, he's um, – He's gonna he's gonna show show some good potential. He's uh, as I said, he's only won a couple so far, but I really like him. I think he's gonna be really really nice to pull. So he's gonna develop into a free for all. I'd like to think. Mm, and uh, Mustang, well, he, he'll he'll qualify in around about a month. Hopefully, um, he'll start racing by the end of the season. And uh, yeah, he, he's quite promising as well. There was a half brother to Mesmerising who was a trotter. His name was Gentleman Jim. He won twenty one all up. You won yep. 10 with him. I think Peter Plummer owned him, didn't he? 
That's right, Peter, Peter owned him, and um, that's where obviously I think Messiah comes out because Messiah's a better delight trotter. But as soon as I see drove Messiah, he just went like Gentleman Jim. So um, that that's where the trotting side obviously came because uh, no other out of the family looked like trotting. But Gentleman Jim, he was a really good horse. He said, yeah, Peter owned him, um, and um, yeah. He, he would. He made the. Uh, he made the Derby finals. He, he made all the good races. And and uh, yeah, I'd like to think Messiah's going to um, yeah take over. Yep. John, we'll just pause for a break on the podcast. Back in just a moment. The 2019 English Australian Easter Yearling Sale was the second best ever conducted. Well over $122 million was traded over two days with 19 lots realising a million or more. 75 lots sold for $500,000 or more, up from 72 last year. Seven stallions recorded the highest ever individual sale price, including Schnitzel 2.8 million, Exceed and Excel 1.7 million, Lonro 1.4 million, Brazen Bow 1.1. The day one trade of almost 64 million was a Southern Hemisphere record for an individual day's yearling sale turnover. It was a huge two days at beautiful Riverside in front of an energetic buying bench from all corners of the globe. My special guest is John Caldo. You had a great association with a bonnie filly called Mother Courage who won a total of 30 races all up and you drove her in 27 of those wins. That's right, Tabby. She was a great mare. Bruce Morgan is a great trainer. He's just um, really good to drive for. I've driven for him all my life. Um, he's um, and she she was a wonderful mare. Just just had so much, so many strings to her bow. She she could run the gate really quick if I wanted to. She I think she she, uh, she could sit back, sit in the breeze, go wherever you wanted to do. Just a great mare. Some of her wins were the Australian Oaks final at Mooney Valley. She won an El Dorado final. She won a Vic Bread two-year-old final. She won the Victorian Oaks. I think it was run at Ballarat that, that year. Um, yep. She came up preparation after preparation in the hands of a very skillful trainer and a bloke uh, that I count uh, amongst my most valued friends, Bruce, uh, one of the great gentlemen, ably assisted by his wife, Val. Exactly, champion bike, and Val's just yeah, just great people, Tabby, and uh, you know she was a wonderful two and three year old and four year old mare, and I think it was really special she came out and won the Bendigo Cup uh, when she was around about five or six, and uh, it was so special for Bruce because he won the, he had won a Bendigo Cup, and and you know it was, it was a really good night. Yeah, we'll just whip through a few of your favourites now. John Lord of the Gym was a very good trotter for you and Marie. 21 wins, 18 placings, but the one that gave you the biggest thrill of all was the Redwood Classic. Yeah, absolutely. He he was a great – he was a really good trotter. He, um, he was pretty foolproof, and as a, and Marie was a Mirabarra girl. So um, to be able to go back and win the Redwood, uh, yeah, she was jumping around. She was pretty happy about it, and um, it, was a, it was a really good night. And he was um, – yeah, he ended up winning the New South Wales like, Derby, the Adelaide yeah. Derby ran second, the Victorian Derby. It was really good. Yeah. Mm. Another high-profile Group 1 race you won was the Chariots of Fire at Harold Park with Ebony Gem, which you I think was a freelance drive, and you beat a pretty good horse that night, John. 
That's right. It was a great field, and uh, yeah, Gareth Dixon from New Zealand. He always he always always stayed here when he's brought his horses over. And Ebony Gem, well, he was he was here for a couple of months. He did the Breeders' Crown before the Chariots, and uh, that was a really good field. Lombo Pocket Watch. Marin second, uh, Mel Park Major. It was a, a huge field. He found the front around Harold Park, and yeah, they they couldn't run him down. Tubby, it was, was a great win. You won a Tasmanian Oaks with Nickel Miss. You won a Breeders' Crown two-year-old trot final with Magic Interest, and that one gave you a buzz because you'd run second in it the previous two years. That's right. Yeah, it was we. Um, yeah, well, Lord of the Gym ran second, then Just Glorious ran second, and 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 Magic Magic was going around, and and he was only probably I think he was around third or fourth favourite. So, he, but um, just a foolproof trotter did the job. As I said, it was so special because we um, I was dying to win it because I you know you run second a couple of times. Yeah, it's always mm-hmm. nice to nice to get it. Yeah, so that was good. I just thought of another really good horse you drove, Sinbad Bay. I think you drove him at his very last start in a race. It was a free-for-all at Bendigo. He won a lot of money, Sinbad Bay, 657000 all up. Yeah, great horse. Absolutely. He, um, that was his last win. Yeah, he was retired after that race when Stephen Dove had him. And, um, um, yeah, it was just great. It was, it was the end of the cha- the, uh, the era of the champion horses, but it was just, mm. just nice to just be able to drive him just at the end. Even Golden Rain, I... I that was his last win. I drove his last win as well. So a oh, uh, mm. little bit of trivia there. The two champion horses and, yeah, yeah I was last. Harry Moreau wasn't the best horse you've ever had in the stable, but he was a very important one for you and Marie because he was Marie's first Group 1 winner as a trainer, the Vic Bread four-year-old final. Yeah, he was, Harry. He was a flashy chestnut. Um, everyone loved him and, uh, yeah, he won. it was a really good race. He won the four-year-old. Um, great horse. He was really just just a really nice horse. Marie was so wrapped. It was her first season, first Group One. Mm. And he ended up running third or fourth in the Chariots' Fire later on in that season. So yeah, he was mm. a really good horse. You've driven in over twenty six thousand races, and you've driven horses in qualifying divisions of the Inter Dominion many times over. In fact, you won a heat on Mister DG for Tim Butt, but you had to wait until last December to drive in your first grand final. You drove in both the Trotters and the Pacers. Yeah, it's um it's it's a, yeah, I guess it's just a race I really haven't had that many opportunities. Yeah, I um and so I was thankful for, for Tim Butt because Mr. DJ at the time Anthony was suspended, so I got the drive on I've driven a lot for Tim over the years as well and um yeah, and then um into the minion last year it was good. Luke McCarthy, oh, he's he's a great trainer and um, really good guy. And I um, I do a lot of his driving when he moves comes down to Victoria. He um, obviously he's so busy he can't get down here. So um, mm. to get the opportunity and and uh, yes, yeah, so I drove for it. and and Tim was he, he was in the Trotters into the minion. So um, yeah, it's good to be able to um, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're great trainers and, and to get the opportunity to drive for them, you know, you know the horses are, are just spot on, and um, so you got every opportunity. Yeah, John, you've as I mentioned in the introduction, you've grown up in an era of great, great drivers in Victoria. Uh, drivers like Gavin Lang, Chris Alford, Ted Demler. I know Luke McCarthy is one of your favourites, as was Brian Gath. Anthony yep. Butt is another one that you've uh, always admired. Uh, you've been surrounded by some of the best in the business. 
I have, and uh, it, it's. It, I think I think it just gets you, makes you stronger, Tappy. It gets, you know, you, they, these are these are really they're good people, they're good guys as well. But on the track, they're as tough as tough, and um, to get the opportunity to to drive against them, it certainly toughens you up. Um, you know, you're mindful. Um, they don't give an inch. You, um, yeah, and they, over the years, as I said, it's although although I'm. Like I'm 50 now, but you know you still have these kids coming through now, and you sort of mm. tighten them up a little bit and keep things tight. It's just just the way we drive, and it's the way we always have. In the early early days, is um, the tighter tracks, we always had to be really tight. So um, mm. yeah, so so those guys are just yeah, just driving again. Like you just, it's it's a normal thing. It's something you 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 look across and you have these guys driving against them. It's just mm. it is special. I mentioned earlier that you'd driven in 26,000 races. But pretty hard to get your head around, isn't it? Well, it is when you look at it, yeah. So, so yeah, a lot of, lot of times you're going around, that's for sure. <laughs> if I had to pick a harness horseman, John, in Australia, who was the embodiment of the legendary gallop strainer Theo Green, it would be John Caldo. Just like Theo who mentored several champion young jockeys, you've guided the destinies of young horsemen like Greg Sugars, Andrew Rawlings, Michael Stanley, Brent Thompson, Anthony Crossland, Steve Cleave, Matthew Ablett, Clinton McSwain, Adam Emery and others. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's, you know, it's something I'm really proud of too, Tabby. You, you, watch, you watch these guys and, um, you know, like, and they're good horsemen. They go. The horses are always looking well, and and they do their best. It's um, it's something I always I always keep an eye on, and and even there, I've, there's so many other guys who have gone through the stable that um have gone their different ways, but they always come back to say good day, you know. And I think it's something special that we've, you know, you, you have your staff, and and it's it's very hard. It's hard work. We we start early, and you got to get rolling, and but um, to 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 think that um, they uh. But they just like, um, you know, they respect you and, and they're grateful for what you've done for them. It, mm. um, it is really special. We mentioned earlier that uh, your son Matt and daughter Lauren, I think I mentioned it earlier, shared yep. in the ownership of your good mare Mesmerising. Yep. But despite that success, neither are passionate about horses and they've established careers in other areas and very distinguished careers at that, I might add. For sure, I'm really, I'm really proud of them, Tabby. They're they're, they're great kids. Uh, Matt's 25. He he's a lawyer. He um he works in the city in Melbourne um for a leading firm there. He's um he he doesn't have anything to do with the horses, but he he always knows what I'm driving, where I'm going, what I'm doing. He always keeps and um yeah, I'm proud of that. He he's um I could say that um I'd probably like Matt's my probably my He's my best mate more than my son, yeah. so we get on really well, and and it's something that um, we go in there and we we can catch up and go to the footy or do different things, and and it's actually nice to be able to be to talking different things and just just to see what what he's doing and how his life is going, and um, yeah, it's something really special. I'm really proud of you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Lauren, she's a primary school teacher in in Melton, and and uh, she. she she loves it. She she still lives at home, and I'm really proud of her. She's she's done a great job. She's she, she's a good worker, and um, yeah, again, she loves the horses as well. But um, they're just gone their different ways. You and Marie are wonderful ambassadors for Victorian harness racing. 
Marie, in fact, never stops giving back to the game in all sorts of roles. Congratulations on all you've both achieved and it's been a delight to have you on the podcast, John Caldo. It's a pleasure. Thanks very much. And this podcast was produced by Supernova Sound. The focus of Thoroughbred Breeders will now centre on the English Chairman Sale and the Australian Broodmare and Weanling Sale to be held at Riverside from May the 2nd. A magnificent collection of top-class mares will be offered. Group 1 winner, Aloisia. Dual Group 1 winner, Srikandi, Infull to American Pharaoh. Santa Ana Lane's Dam, Fast Fleet, Infull to Zoostar. Inca Lagoon, Dam of Hong Kong champion, I Victory, Infull to Sebring. Group 2 winning mare, Snitty Kitty. Norzita, champion three-year-old filly of her generation, Infull to Schnitzel. Pasadena Girl, Savabeel's only Group 1 winning two-year-old filly, Infull to Sebring. Fiesta's Dam, Now Now, Infull to Piero. Noondi, the Dam of Booker, Infull to Ridden Tycoon. Dash Off, the Dam of Sprite, Infull to I Am Invincible. Apology Not Accepted, the only mare in Fall to Medagliadoro to be offered this year. So Serene, a winning Exceed and Excel mare, Infull to Sebring. Netoya, a daughter of Sebring, being offered as a racing and breeding prospect. 53 lots and a few wild cards will be offered at the boutique sale, commencing at 6.30, Friday, May 3rd, at Riverside Stables.